Community Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights go. Hold, please. We are holding. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast from Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska, and the ninth episode of our miniseries, Hold, Please, where we connect with past players from around the country and throughout the organization's history. I'm Jamie Ulmer, the Managing Artistic Director here at the theater. June is often described as wedding season. So this week, we are having a doubleheader interview, as we are going to be talking with two couples who can trace the roots of their relationships back to their involvement at the theater. Later on in the podcast, we will be visiting with Noah Snur and Arison James, who were actually planning on getting married this weekend at the theater. They would be the first non-make-believe wedding to happen on our stage, but the pandemic has forced them to postpone the wedding for later in the year. But it will still be happening here at Community Players. But first we talked to another couple who coincidentally are celebrating their wedding anniversary this week. And they also happen to have met through the theater, and they also both happen to work here. Tyler and Elena Rennie joined me in my office to talk about how they met at the theater and talk a little bit about working with your spouse. And now our uh, guests on the podcast have come all the way from their various desks uh, here at the in the theater uh, to join us. Tyler and Elena Rinney, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day uh, to uh, come up to my office. Yeah, it's weird to be uh, mic'd up for a staff meeting. Yeah, yeah. We just need to bring Missy on mic and then we could have a whole uh, audio staff meeting. <laughs> Um, so this is our June wedding edition of the podcast and you guys, uh, I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but you're married. Yes. I yeah. vaguely remember that. Wait a second. What? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. She knows. She regrets it every day. <laughs> um, so uh, how did the two of you meet and how is it connected to community players? Well, um, we first, well, we kind of knew of each other because we were both kind of around the theater. Rumors of uh, each other. Rumors of each other. Um, <laughs> but we met officially when I stage managed for Perfect Wedding, which was a show that Tyler was in. Um and we just kind of knew each other then. Uh, and then that was uh, the summer before Tyler wrote one of the young adult theater shows, which was Ignorance is This. Uh, and he gave me and Josh the script and said, hey, you should uh, audition for this. And I ended up married to you and not Josh. There you go. There you go. And yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Elena, you got the better end of the bargain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, talk about um, your first date then. Well, we met at the theater, so we decided we would go and see some theater. Not here at Community Players, but our first date was at the Brownville Village Theater. Um, a small little summer stock theater, uh, kind of closer to my hometown of, of Brock. 
Um, but, but we went there for we went and saw. Do you remember, Elena, what it was? Oh yes, I remember because I think you wanted to see one of the more like farces that they did because they do obviously a theater in rep. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only one I was in, available for was the only musical they were doing, and that was Snoopy with three <laughs> exclamation points. So you know how exciting it is. <laughs> it was so exciting. Yeah, it's uh, like a Good Man Charlie Brown is the sequel, right? Yeah, or, yeah. The, yeah. Snoopy is the sequel. Sequel to, this. to yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our our first date, and we. Um, we weren't able to have dinner beforehand because the only place in Brownville isn't open on Sundays, which was the day we were there. So, yep. And we tried to, we were like, well, if we went back to Auburn, we'd be late for the show. And there's the Rockport Bridge right there by Brownville, too, but it was closed for repairs at the time. Oh my gosh. So we just ended up driving around for an, a strange amount, of, a long amount of time, just driving around waiting for the show to start and not having anything to eat, but uh, gave us a chance to talk and stuff yeah. and get to know each other a little bit more even then. And, the show ended up being good from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was funny. It was yeah. good. Yeah. And and neither one of you leapt out of the vehicle nope. um, for that extra long. <laughs> it was like, oh, my gosh, we don't have food to distract us conversation. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. Well, we've even talked before, too, that um, it was kind of a good indicator right away that we had an easy time talking to each other even. when yeah. <laughs> With this time when we didn't have anything else to do, but we were just enjoying talking to each other and stuff. Yeah. Well, good. So just for any HR people who may be listening to the podcast, I just want to confirm that you guys were dating um, before Elena became box office manager or patron services manager, the official title now. Uh, and Tyler was working here, but uh, there was no there was no staff fraternization prior to hire. Right. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We were actually already engaged by the time that I was hired here. So. Yep. So oh. instead, it was nepotism. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have said that one. Uh, oh, we no. were actually already dating when I started working here as well. Oh, so that's we true. were dating even prior to that. So we've oh, been so dating. We've been together the whole time that I've been working here, even. Yeah. Well, then then we are definitely fine. Yeah, and we're good. We, yeah, it's all good. We will <laughs> not be sued for that reason. <laughs> no. <laughs> we can give you the list of other reasons, but um, not for that. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, yeah, OSHA would be all over us. But yes. anyway, uh, so while you guys did not get married here at the theater, unlike um, some other guests on this edition of the podcast, yes. um, your proposal has a unique community player story. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, Lena, you were the one that got proposed to, so let's hear it from your side. (laughs) That's true, yeah. I only know one side of the story. But um, So Tyler proposed to me um, during the curtain call of a show that we were in together, um, The Last Mass at St. Casimir's. And it was, like I said, it was the curtain call, so it was right after the show. Um, What I really remember is just everyone being super-duper nice to me the whole night. And it's because Tyler told the cast, obviously, that this was going to be happening. But everyone was just like, hey, Elena, how you doing tonight? How's It's like opening night. How's how's it going? Oh, good, good, good. Um, But then, yeah, so when we were doing Curtain Call, uh, Tyler took me aside after we bowed and um, had a very nice speech and got down on one knee and the whole crowd cheered and uh, asked me to marry him. And I said, sure, why not? Um, That's such a firm answer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah, well, two things about that. Um, the, The thing that I probably remember the most clearly is the moment at the end of the bows when I grabbed onto Elena and kept her there. And usually Jamie always tells us, you know, as soon as the last bow goes down, you just get the heck off stage so the lights can come up and we get on with our lives. But I grabbed her and we stood there. 
And the thing that flashed across Elena's face was, what are you doing? Jamie is going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, the only other person I could see was Pat Marlette, who yeah. obviously forgot this was happening because he looked back just with bewilderment. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what's going on? Like, Tyler, you're, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> or he's giving the best performance of his life That's and right. was really in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, he I would say forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second thing, too, is um, after the show, we had planned on having a big get together at our apartment at the time. Um, just like, oh, hey, it's opening night. I would played it off. Let's have some people over. That'll be fun. And um, my parents were in the audience. Your mom was in the audience. Your fam- Our families were both there and stuff. And we ended up having all our friends, a lot of our friends and family over to our apartment, as many as we could fit. And my mom came up to you afterwards and she said, you'll never believe this. But when Tyler's dad proposed to me, my answer was also, sure, why not? <laughs> so I, that's a nice little story, I think, just like shows that, yep, you're meant to be part of the family. Just yeah, like that. a Rennie legacy. <laughs> that's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if I remember right, Tyler, didn't you tell me that um, the proposal for your parents was in a bar? Yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 and and the set of the show that you proposed in was the set. It was a bar. Yes, that's and, right. And your dad proposed to your mom in a bar. Yeah. So it, it's just all meant to be. <laughs> I yeah. guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so you could, you know, only in theater can you uh, can you replicate that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can't find the perfect uh, destination, just build a set of it. That's right. Build a set, <laughs> do a show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, how long have you guys been married and any big plans for your anniversary coming up? And Tyler, do you remember that your anniversary is coming up? Yes, I I always remember because it's uh, actually this weekend when you're listening to it, uh, June 21st. Um, we'll have been married for six years now, and it's also my mom's birthday, too. It's another connection with my mom there, I guess. That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you can never forget the date. Yeah, because if I forget one, I forget both of them, and then I'm doubly screwed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not weird. It's kind of creepy, yeah. actually, Tyler, if, if I'm being totally I know, honest. I know. <laughs> but yeah, we've uh, been married for six years and uh, together for almost 10. Mm-hmm. That was all correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has a clipboard up here. You just can't see it. Yeah. She's checking yeah. off what I'm saying correctly and incorrectly. Oh, yeah. She's making sure it's like, uh-huh, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm, that's what you think? <laughs> we'll talk at home. Um, so now uh, we're actually going to kind of go off topic a little bit of the wedding thing. Um, since you guys are guests now on the Places Please or the Hold Please um, podcast, we're going to ask you some of the questions that uh, we ask all of the um, hold please guests. Yes, I'm used to just being the place, the one and only places please. Guest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tyler, the most frequent guest on Community Players podcast. Yeah, I've been in 100 of the places please. Yeah, and Elena has been on every single episode. Well, that's she true. Is, she is the voice of the podcast. That 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 is true. <laughs> so do not adjust your uh, your iPhone yes. uh, as you are listening, um, because no, it's not the end of the episode. Uh, no, it's just a. It's just me. It's not the end. It's just Elena. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new life motto. Um, But anyway, um, what was the first thing that each of you guys did at the theater? Um, My first show was actually when I was 13, I believe, uh, in 2005. Um, And it was the A Christmas Story show, um, one of the Christmas shows that we did. I was in the ensemble of that. uh, And that was lots of fun. I got to meet lots uh, lots of people my age in the theater that became my lifelong friends. 
So did you do that before you did children's theater then? I did, yeah. I was going to do children's theater the summer before and chickened out because I was a shy kid. Um, <laughs> but then uh, one of my friends, uh, Taylor Anderson, actually um, convinced me to try out for A Christmas Story. Um, and I was in that, and I did that, and I did Gypsy right after as well before I did my first children's theater show in the summer. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, my, uh, my first show was Noises Off which was after my freshman year of college um, because I had done a lot of theater stuff in high school and was not going to college specifically for performing uh, or even theater. Really, I was going into film and new media and I just really missed performing. And I was looking into theaters um, that were doing summer stuff in the general area. Um, and it was between doing a show here in Beatrice or one in, at the Loft in Manly. And this was the one, I think this was either the first audition between those two or I missed the first one something or other and ended up uh, trying out for the show here. And uh, one, starting a career here and also uh, starting a relationship and uh, meeting my wife here too. So that first audition was uh, pretty fortuitous there. Yeah. And it was a good show too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the experience of doing a show, that was also nice. Yeah. <laughs> and like Elena said, you know, met a lot of lifelong friends there, uh, including Missy, the Brats, you, Jamie, and uh, uh, Claire, and uh, a ton of people there. Yeah. Um, how many years was it in between, like, Tyler, when you, from Noises Off until um, the two of you started to date? I think three. Three, three around three years around three to four years yeah because yeah. noises off would have been the summer show in 2007 yep. and then perfect wedding was 2010 yep. right so yeah so it would have been three years okay yep. so so as as dating tip advice play uh, the long game play the long game <laughs> if you don't meet your showman's partner uh, in the first show that you do at community players keep at it yep because eventually there will be someone desperate enough to go out with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can't all be like Noah and Arison and just be like and, match and just, made from the moment. Exactly. Yeah. The moment <laughs> the moment you are spotted as a teacup, uh, <laughs> you <laughs> will know. Um, anyway, uh, so it's also now a time for the segment in the interview called Backstage Bloopers, where we ask our guests to share behind the scenes mishaps or stories that can only happen in live theater. So, what kind of uh, mishaps come to mind for both of you guys? Well, since we brought up Josh Crawford earlier, I thought I would He tell is just a mishap in general, <laughs> if you know Josh. Very true. <laughs> he actually has that tattooed on his uh, back, I think. Yeah. <laughs> his tramp stamp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I thought maybe I'd tell a story involving him and a show called uh, Leading Ladies. Um, that Elena, did you have something to do with that I think too? it was Run Crew Run Crew, I for think. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because you helped me with all my many costume changes <laughs> yes. as I went back and forth uh, cross-dressing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I was in that show with Josh Crawford and the very brief synopsis is we have to impersonate women to try to get a big inheritance. OK, that's all you really need to know. But there's this big chase sequence, uh, middle of the show, probably, Jamie. Yeah. Um, or so. And it concludes with me having to get my character having to get a telegram from Josh's character that completely drives the plot forward. Like, I have to read this telegram. Otherwise, we can't go on. We don't know what's about to happen. Well, sometime during this big, giant chase scene, Josh, who's wearing a big, poofy dress at this moment, lost the telegram. It either fell out of his dress or he never grabbed it or who knows what happens. Um, but he would usually put it in what, the cleavage of the dress, essentially. Uh, that's where he would keep it. So he would always pull it out and hand it to me and I would read it. Plot moves forward. Well, he couldn't find it at this moment. 
So my brain's turning. How are we going to do this? I can't just make something up. We can't just go on. Someone else can't bring it up. So I reach over to Josh. I pull open the front of his dress and I read the, the non-existent telegraph as if it was still stuck between uh, his, uh, his cleavage there. And the show went on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if we can get away with that now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good save, though. Yeah. You're right. It's like, how can the, the plot can't move forward? And those are those are the most fun backstage things for me. It's not necessarily the things that went wrong, but it's how the actors work together to defeat that. Yeah. How they overcome that, that they've rehearsed and they've become comfortable with each other and they know their characters in each other. Those are the moments that it's like so cool about live theater. Yeah. Did you have any of those, Lena? <laughs> well, you're talking about the actors really trusting each other and everything like that. I have a story where a uh, stage manager saved my behind. <laughs> um, it's actually fairly recent uh, during the run of Lucky Stiff last summer. Um, there was a scene where, uh, again, that was a farce. So there was a scene where uh, my character and Steve Pearson's character um, wake up in bed together, you know, typical farce stuff, whatever. Um, but then I'm supposed to place my sweater in a certain spot because the next scene I come back on and I say have you seen my sweater um, well I forgot to do that and I'm like it's right before the scene is supposed to go on and I'm, I run backstage and I think the first person I see is Brandon and uh, I'm like where's my sweater? Never a good sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well you know Brandon's going to fix stuff for you that if, is he, true. if he can yeah. um, but I, I run back there and I'm like well, I, where's my sweater? I need it and he was like oh Elena Dobindick our stage manager um, has it figured out and I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I have to be on stage. Uh, so I just run back on stage and I'm like, have you seen my sweater? And the uh, Which is the line, correct? Which is the line, yes. Uh, and so the, the bed was situated up against these sliding doors. And all of a sudden, just the sliding doors open. And there's a hand that comes up over the... <laughs> The back of the uh, the headboard uh, with a sweater in her hand, and she just tosses it, like throws it straight onto the bed, and then the hand retracts and the doors close. <laughs> and the audience goes wild because it's just so funny and so unexpected. And Steve and I are just like trying so hard not to laugh. Uh, and then we just go on with the scene. But yeah, so name twin Elena Dobindick. Uh, yeah. She absolutely saved me there. That was a, that was a good story. I have plenty of other stories about falling on stage and things like that but that was that, that was a really yeah, good one yeah well and with that show it would have totally actually made sense you know yeah exactly randomly in the walls part and you just throw a prop on stage and go on with yes, it yes exactly exactly so that that was very very funny of her to to figure that out for yeah, me that, yeah yeah <laughs> all right guys well as we wrap up this special um june wedding edition of your interview but um is there anything else that you guys would like to add um uh, or uh dating or relationship tips uh <laughs> to for people to uh to live by and find their true loves well for us it works to it works to work together i don't know if that works for everybody yeah but, but okay. for us it's uh it's definitely a highlight of our work environment as well and our personal lives that we can talk about work so much and yeah yeah in fact now that you bring that up you know how is it um because not only did you guys meet through the theater um and got and proposed uh at the theater but now you guys work 
at the theater every day. Uh, how is that? How do you balance that? <laughs> there are times, you know, in the evening when we when we do have to be like, okay, we can't just like keep talking about what's going on at the theater, whether it's a show I'm a, I'm directing or if we're in rehearsals or whatever. Like, we can't just keep talking about work stuff, even though we're both so passionate about it. Like, we have to leave that at the theater sometimes. But I don't know. It just makes for a good common knowledge uh, to between the two of us that we can have the same interests and i don't think all couples have to have identical interests but it certainly works for us i think anyway yeah no i totally agree with that it is um it's nice to just know kind of the day-to-day that each of us is going through and um yeah like you said it might not work for everyone but it definitely works for us yeah and we're on opposite ends of the building too so (laughs) (laughs) it's not like you're sharing a cubicle or something like that exactly Yeah. yeah and you know then when you guys are at home and having dinner and everything, you can talk, you know, when you both say how amazing your boss is, <laughs> you both go, yeah. I my just get it. Boss is, I, yeah, I agree. My boss is great, too. Have you been spying on our dinner conversations, yes. Jamie? Uh, Luna. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, she's an informant. Yeah, I yeah, it. she talks to I my cat. <laughs> they're they're paw pals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, anything else? Uh, um, thanks for the staff meeting. This one's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah this 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 was our second staff meeting of the day, yes. actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this one had a lot more laughs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> our next guests are Noah Sner and Arison James. From the time he was a teacup longing to be human again, through potato sacks and all the tribulations of growing up, Noah and Arison's relationship has a strong connection with community players. While they weren't able to get married here this weekend like they had planned, they are still able to share a little bit of time with us in this interview. Well, uh, Noah and Arison, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. This episode is called A June Wedding, and the week this episode drops was supposed to be your wedding. Not only that, but you were going to get married here at the theater. So what made you pick the theater as your wedding venue? Well, so when we first got engaged, I told Noah immediately, do you think we could get married at the theater? (laughs) Just because that's where we met, that's where we really kind of fell in love, I guess, and where our relationship took off from. Uh, and uh, so even though the pandemic has postponed your wedding, you are still getting married, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so enthusiastic there, Noah. <laughs> give, me time to, give me time to think about it. And yeah, the answer still yes. Okay, good, good, good. Um, I should also mention that um, you guys are the first, as far as I am aware, the first people to uh, ever get married for real uh, in the Community Players Theater. Woo! Put it on the website. That's right. <laughs> um, there's been there's been lots of fake marriages, um, and maybe yours is a fake marriage too. I don't know if uh, Arison needs her green card or something, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you're the first legit wedding that we will have in the venue. So uh, there is a term called showmances. And that's when two people involved in a production uh, start to date for a time during or after the show. But usually a showmance kind of fizzles out shortly after the show closes. Obviously, that didn't happen for you two. Um, how long have you guys been uh, dating? 
about a little over six and a half years. Yep, seven years in October. Wow, I'm I am impressed that Noah didn't have to like stop and think about it at all. No. He was like, nope, I, I know the answer to this. From day because... one, I told myself, all right, Noah, you need to remember this kind of stuff so you don't become like the guy who just forgets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll be actually, one. He's the one who actually remembers the day we started dating. Oh, I'm the wow. One who, who forgets about it. Um, so yeah, talk, let's talk about growing up in the theater and how it relates to your relationship. I know that you guys, uh, became aware of each other through the theater. So let's, uh, share that. Um, it would have been the first time I saw Noah was in Beauty and the Beast and he played Chip. And for some reason, I, I turned to my mom when he was rolled out on stage and I said, Mom, do you see that boy? Because I'm going to marry him. <laughs> and my mom knew his mom. And she told her, and they were both kind of like, yeah, whatever. And now I, I tell everybody, I told you so. I've been playing <laughs> it since day one. It, it was something about seeing Noah locked in a cabinet with just his face. <laughs> That was it. And he had a cute little bowl cut sticking out from underneath that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Noah, when did you hear about uh, about Arison's vow that that's the boy that she's going to marry? Um, I didn't know about that particular instance till probably about five, six years ago. Um, <laughs> but... She'd always kind of been fairly been fairly forward with me throughout middle school into high school. Right now, I, I believe I've heard some stories about uh, Arison telling telling girls to not go after Noah and stuff. Is that correct? It wasn't that I told him not to go out. Um, not go out. Not go out with you. Like not try to or act go after him. him. Yeah. Right. I what I did was I convinced my friend that the way to truly get Noah's attention was just to ignore him. Like, don't even look at him. And it worked out for me because Noah had no clue that she had a crush on him. So I, I don't think I would change it necessarily. <laughs> it, was a, it was a pretty effective strategy, really. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean... Going through acting up, people knew that that Noah was my future boyfriend because because I would tell them. <laughs> you would you would you would hand out business cards that said that one's mine, <laughs> and Noah would just kind of walk behind me and shake his head no, but <laughs> wore me down. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, any other stories like that about uh, just kind of little dating-related incidents in connection to the theater? Um, I do know that before Noah asked me out, um, the last show we did before Noah officially asked me out was The Little Mermaid. And we had been older, and my flirting was a lot more apparent because he had matured. So... <laughs> He asked his sister 
if she would find out if I really had a crush on him. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> she just did that of her, own, of her own volition. Oh, sorry. Allison just made the move. And I told her, I said, well, you know, if I dated him, we could never break up. Which no one <laughs> could have. Well, and then Allison told me no. So that delayed <laughs> a few months. It all worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, talk a little bit about where you guys are both at right now. Well, obviously you're together in a kitchen, it sounds like right now, but. <laughs> yeah, we are living together right now in Lincoln. I just finished up college. I have my degree in elementary education and I'm gonna be um, working as a substitute at LPS next year. And Noah. And I'm taking summer classes for my degree in actuarial science. So what was the first thing that each of you did at the theater? Um, first thing I did was It's a Wonderful Life when I was nine years old. <laughs> I had three lines. <laughs> do you still remember those lines? No, I remember one of them was funny and I didn't get it. But no one would laugh afterwards and I'd be so confused. <laughs> and Arizona, what was the first thing you did? Um, the first thing I was part of at Community Players was the Children's Theater's production of Willy Wonka. Um, but that was separate from the theater. So the first thing actually at the theater would have been my first acting up show. Um, ah, which was with, which one? Good, Good Trouble on Bad, Bad Island. And oh, and that was the first acting up show. Yes, it was. And, you know, I had a huge crush on Noah. That's when we formally met. Yeah, that's when we formally met. But I had a cr huge crush on Noah. And Tyler put me in a potato sack. And, <laughs> yeah, I, my costume was a potato sack. I know, but, like, where are you going with this? Well, it obviously didn't win you over that year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's something to be said about a good old uh, attractive potato sack uh, costume. grimy. So, <laughs> really, it was a look, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so thinking just a little bit uh, broader about both of your experiences with community players, because you both did uh, grow up in our programming, uh, if you had to think of one show or moment for each of you that best summarizes your experiences at the theater, what would it be? For me, uh, I, I like to think of when we did Bloody Bundy, Andrew Jackson, and that was, uh, for some reason, that was kind of just a point where I was like really enjoying it on a like a different level than just oh this is fun it was kind of it, it, the when I was performing that in front of people it was kind of the moment where I was like this is really special really awesome and I really like being a part of this cool yeah and you got to uh, use uh, swear words I did and shoot <laughs> I did shoot Arison in the neck it was pretty great yeah <laughs> so Arison what about you um mine would probably be um, just the entire experience of being in Drowsy Chaperone. It was the first time I had ever stage managed for like a big kid show. You know? <laughs> I, had, I had done a lot backstage for the children's productions. Um, so it was a big change and I had never operated 
the light board before. So just the whole experience, learning a lot backstage and kind of testing what all I can do in the theater world. Because I had acted and I had been on stage before, but this was my first time really being behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, I do have to say, you are an amazing stage manager, by the way. I, I enjoy it. I like order. I like writing things down and I like yelling at people. So I find that it's a great job for me. Yeah. <laughs> and and great training for married life. Well, every show I've stage managed, Noah has been in it. And oh. so it's always interesting because there are people who have seen me at the theater and who have known Noah's in my relationship. And then that was like, there were new people in the show who I had never worked with before. And I came backstage one night and I just, I was like, Noah, you need to get out there right now. And they were like, oh, <laughs> She's kind of mean. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's Noah. She, it's Arison. She can get away with being a little mean. <laughs> now it's time for our backstage blooper segment, where we ask our guests to share a behind-the-scenes mishap or story that can only happen in live theater. So, guys, what kind of uh, mishaps have you encountered over the years in your involvement with community players? Well, I guess I'll start. Most of my mishaps on stage, I've... I've blocked out of my memory. They're just too painful. Um, <laughs> but as a stage manager, they're like burned in your brain for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I'll never forget, it was the final song for Drowsy Chaperone. And somebody came on stage and they, they kind of bumped a, a table and a glass fell off and I heard it shatter. So I quickly like wrote on my hand, like clean up glass as soon as possible. This also happened to be the night that a tornado siren went off. Uh So everyone's just going to the basement, you know, straight line. And I kind of sneak around and I go to the corner and I just, I start cleaning up the glass. Cause (laughs) I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta clean it up. It's, the show has to be ready tomorrow. So everybody's kind of sneaking down to the basement, and I'm like, have fun, be safe, cleaning up glass. <laughs> oh, well, that's dedication right there. And then I'm sure everybody wants to know, because you posted a picture of it, about this time last year, during Tech Week, um, for... Oh. <laughs> I was trying to carry my binder up the ladder in my hands and I thought I could balance it on top of a box and I couldn't and it fell behind a wall and and we can't do a run through without my binder it has everything it has everything and it has light cues and so we had to cut a hole in the drywall yeah yeah yeah, and for people who don't know, to get to our control booth, you have to climb up this little ladder, and uh, the she-rock doesn't extend all the way up for some really odd reason, and the, the studs are exposed, and yeah, stuff can fall behind there, including Harrison's stage manager book. Oops. <laughs> um, you know, now that you say that, that hole that we had to cut to get your book out is still in the wall. We never have repaired that sheetrock yet. <laughs> so... You know what? That's great. In case somebody else does it, 
That's right. We have access. <laughs> um, Noah, what about your uh, backstage bloopers? Um, I guess this one didn't directly happen to me, but I remember during one of the kids' shows, it was the Saturday night one, so they had already done a Saturday matinee. So the kids had uh, had stayed there for a while and ate some pizza, and we tried to clean up all the grease off the floor. Um, but apparently we must have missed a spot because during the show, one of the kids slipped and like a cartoon character just like slipped on a banana peel onto the ground. And Arison found that absolutely hilarious. To be fair, I'm really good friends with a girl who fell. And I went up to her afterwards and I was like, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I laughed about it the whole show. Like, and she was like, no, I'm totally fine. I laughed about it when I went backstage too. But it was just the sound, like she, she sounded like a cartoon character. <laughs> like, Did she, she go mouse. boing or something? <laughs> she played a mouse. And even when she fell, it was like a... <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, it. you know, it's a good laugh now. I'm sure at the moment she was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> Um, so as this is kind of, as we're building at the wedding episode, um, do you guys have any dating or relationship advice for anyone who is involved in in either the theater or the performing arts? Um, don't take what happens at the theater too seriously. Um, you know, Noah and I, we don't there's not often that we play each other's love interest. And most times, in fact, we have other people who are our love interest. I don't think we've ever actually played like with opposite. each other, opposite of each other. And so just kind of knowing that like you can, theater is fun and it's your hobby, but don't take it home with you and don't take it too seriously. <laughs> I had to remind myself that when, when we first started dating. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That Noah wasn't gonna fall for every uh, every beautiful young uh, sixth grader that he was on stage with. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was hard for me to think of because I was like, oh, I fell in love with him on stage. Everybody else will too. <laughs> and now he tells me like, oh yeah, I'm dating so and so on stage again. All right, have fun. Tell her I say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's that's really good advice for people who are involved in shows uh, because I know sometimes people and or their whoever they're dating or their spouses or whatever can get strangely jealous about an onstage relationship, and uh, they don't really they they begin they begin uh, when rehearsal starts and they end when the rehearsal ends. Yep, I actually tell Noah I said you better make this relationship look good on stage. Don't make me look bad. That's yes, right, because if he can't pull off a, a believable relationship when he's pretending, how, how believable could he be in real life? Well, exactly. I'm like, you don't hold my hand like that. Hold their hand better. Um, so is there anything else that either of you would like to add as we kind of wrap things up? Um, stay safe and donate to the theater. <laughs> yeah. Please? Yes. Yeah, please, because, you know, we need to keep the venue open at least until um, November when your rescheduled uh, wedding ceremony is. Yes. Yeah. If you want to be invited to our wedding, just donate to the theater and then... <laughs> Make sure there are um, at least 
three zeros at the end of whatever number you're donating <laughs> and that will get you an invitation. We're going to do like a first nighters thing for our wedding, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you get priority seating if you donate money. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I am all in favor of that. I don't know what your mothers both think of that, but I am in favor of it. <laughs> <We're> fine, <laughs> <you know? laughs> All right. Well, Noah, Arison, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on our uh, June wedding podcast. I'm sorry that uh, the pandemic has delayed your wedding um, a little bit, but I'm looking forward to the first ever and most beautiful wedding ceremony that is for keeps to take place in the Community Players Theater. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Once again, thank you to all of this week's June Wedding Lovebirds, Tyler and Elena, and Noah and Arison. Be on the lookout for Community Players Dating App coming soon to no app stores near you anytime soon. This podcast is a production of Community Players in Beatrice, Nebraska. Be sure to follow us during this time on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube with the hashtag HoldPleaseCP for just a little longer as it looks like we may soon be able to begin doing some live events in the near future. You can support community players by donating to the theater, ordering a 2020-2021 season ticket, or buying CP merch. Thank you very much, and stay safe, because we want to see you again soon at the theater.